before we begin this podcast, I want to make sure you guys know a little bit more about our sponsor, Endeavor Communications. Endeavor Communications gives you the best phone and internet access, whether you're looking for residential or business services. If you would like to learn more, please go to weendeavor.com. That's weendeavor.com. Enjoy the episode. Fox Sports Indiana, and you're listening to Small Town Sports Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town Sports Talk brought to you by Endeavor Communications. I am Jonah Freeman, joined by Andrew Willett, as always. Andrew? Jonah, uh, really excited because this next guest is uh, really a, a very close friend of mine. He runs over at UND, graduated from Monrovia High School, where I graduated from this past summer. You're about to graduate from there, so happy to be welcomed by alumni of Monrovia and UND runner Ben Nagel. Ben, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Ben, so, uh, first thing, just I think we've, we asked everyone that we've had on here, what has been the most difficult thing for you as far as COVID goes and trying to keep your body healthy to be a runner? Yeah, so I think probably the biggest thing is just um, access to facilities, Uh, you know, for a while there, you know, like the whole summer and uh, even before that last spring, you know, I had no access to like a real weight room. And, you know, that's a pretty big part of what I do. And, um, you know, I didn't really have any problems with injuries, but, uh, you know, had no access to like athletic trainers and stuff like that. But, you know, we're getting back into everything, Uh, you know, weights are back on and everything else. So it's all good now. Yeah, what were those like first uh, couple of days, even weeks, where you weren't sure what was going on with uh, coronavirus, um, and it ended up ending your track season? Yeah, so it was it was kind of at an interesting point. We had just finished up our indoor track season, and uh, it came off of our indoor conference meet, and then I went on a spring break trip to Florida, and that's when all the news started pouring in, and. You know, it was interesting, like the first day, like, oh, wow, a few people are sick. And then next thing I know, like our outdoor season's canceled and it's actually a pretty big deal what's all going on. So from there, you know, it just kind of turned from focusing the outdoor track. And then I got to, you know, kind of have some fun with my spring, uh, you know, try a few different things and time trial by myself, a few different longer events that I wouldn't have been doing before. But yeah, you know, tried to make the most of it and uh, try to have fun with it. What about running and being a student athlete to you is so fun especially with all these restrictions now that you've realized what you missed you're getting to do it again what do you enjoy most about being a student athlete yeah i think being a student athlete was actually huge in uh getting through the coronavirus uh you know i I always have so many teammates that i can count on and everything and right now i'm actually living through uh living with uh six other guys all teammates in the house right now but you know it was we were talking about this the other day, like if I would have been in a dorm, like by myself, like this would have been a really rough year. So, you know, it's always fun to have, you know, six other guys that, you know, can always go on a run together, always play 2k, whatever we want to do, you know, always have them here. And then now uh, it's, yeah, even now it's like great that, uh, you know, even when things are getting back uh, going and everything, you know, they're still always here. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, ben, I want to dip back to uh, you did your track season canceled. 
and then you you get an opportunity to try a few other things. Um, so I want to ask, like, uh, what was that summer like for you? And uh, what were some of those things that you were able to do? Yep. So it started out, you know, I was in really good shape uh, once everything got canceled. So I wanted to uh, make the most of it. So I did time trials for a 5K, a 3200 and a 1500 meter, which is like the mile race that we do in outdoor collegiate track. And uh, I cut off, uh, I'm trying to think, like 20 some seconds off of my 5K PR and uh, 20 some seconds off my two mile PR and like 15 seconds off my 1500 PR. So, you know, it was a lot of fun as a bummer, it was just like me on a track by myself. But, you know, it was a lot of fun. And then from there, uh, you know, I like to keep things fun. So I tried a few different challenges. Uh, I did, uh, it's called like a 24 hour backyard marathon where every hour of the day I went out and ran four laps around my yard. So it was four laps to a mile. So I did that for every hour for 24 hours and just kind of like trying to sleep and eat in between. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then I'm trying to think of some others, uh, the big one obviously was the Everesting with, uh, you know, climbing up Mount Everest in one single activity. So that was a lot of fun. And then got to take a little biking trip. I biked uh, half of a trip from Plainfield, Indiana to Nashville, Tennessee. So that was 150-ish miles in the span of a day. So that was a lot of fun too. So just trying to make the most of what I could. If you don't mind, uh, break down the Everest thing. Because I, I know that's that's something that not a lot of people have been able to say that they've done. So break that down for us. Yeah, so it is, so basically you pick a hill and you run up and down it as many times as it takes to get to the uh, height of Mount Everest. So for me, that was at an apple orchard, uh, Anderson Orchard in Mooresville, Indiana. They were uh, gracious enough to let me uh, uh, use their hill for a day. And, you know, I started at 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. I don't remember which one, but yeah, I basically ran, uh, it ended up being 50 miles exact of uphill running over the course of 21 and a half hours, I think. So it was, yeah, so uh, it's a tenth of a mile, 466 reps of it, and it ended up being 29,029 feet of elevation gain. So, you know, it was definitely the most painful thing I've ever done, but, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It took me a while to be able to walk afterwards, had a rough night. Uh, after finishing it but you know I had a lot of support and uh, couldn't have done it without my family and the Johnson family and you know that was a lot of fun how definitely long, pushing myself to the limits how long did that end up uh, taking you yeah I think it was 21 hours and 38 minutes which you know is a thing where I was like this can take uh you know it might it may take 16 hours I may be able to get it done quick or it t could take you know over 24 hours and we were definitely prepared for it to be over a 24 hour event, but I was able to knock it out, you know, not necessarily knocking out quickly, but able to knock it out. Yeah, goodness, that has you finishing up around uh, 11 o'clock midnight after starting. Yeah, yep, got it, got it done right before the next day. So I was excited by that. <laughs> uh, that's that's probably, probably one of the craziest things anyone uh, has ever done then. Uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty cool. I believe I was uh, like the 11th American and I think I was the youngest. So first one in Indiana. So all that stuff was like kind of cool. So, yeah. What was That's it like? Because awesome. I know they, they made an article about it in this area. What was it like kind of getting some media attention by doing that? 
Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Obviously, wasn't expecting that or anything, but uh, you know, I appreciate them highlighting little dumb things that people in the community are doing to stay active and stuff. But yeah, that was pretty cool. They wrote a nice article and had some cool pictures in there. So yeah. Before we get uh, into a few more accomplishments that you've had, been especially here recently, we want to take a step back. Uh, we know you played a lot of different sports growing up. Uh, when did and how did running become uh, your thing? Yeah, so uh, my eighth grade year, so I was going into my uh, first year of high school and my older brother Matthew was going into a senior high school. Uh, we had uh, always been basketball players throughout middle school and high school and everything. And, you know, we wanted to kind of add another sport and to it. And I know my, Matthew was looking at playing soccer for a while, but he kind of got on that too late. And then I, I don't know why, I don't know how, but we ended up signing up for the cross country team. We knew nothing about running, but, you know, we started running over the summer a little bit, obviously it was not very good at the start. And, uh, yeah, it was just a fun atmosphere with, uh, coach Cassida and coach Mann. you know, they really welcomed us and kept us on. Uh, they always tell the story of, Oh, we got two basketball players joining the team and, you know, they're kind of all grumpy about that, but I think it ended up being a pretty good gig. Uh, you just mentioned Coach Casta, and you, you not only – we'll talk about it later. You got records now at UND, but you also have records at Monrovia. What was it like like be, having Casta as a coach and really going through that program with him? Yeah, so uh, Casta is definitely a very dedicated coach. He knows a lot about uh, high school cross-country, high school track. Uh, he's very good at his job. You know, he came, came prepared with workouts. Uh, he, it seems like he had it uh, planned out for the entire week, the entire year, everything. And, you know, he always knew uh, what to tell us and how to get us ready and stuff. So he was really, uh, really great for a cross-country season. And, you know, if I wouldn't have enjoyed that first cross-country season with him, like, you know, I may not have – I definitely would not have come back for track, would not have come back for cross-country next season, and who knows what I would be doing right now. So – that was interesting. And then, uh, yeah, Coach Mann with him. And uh, he was uh, really one-on-one -on -one with us, which is always uh, always his style. And then uh, in the spring with Coach Haggerty, uh, with uh, her being the men's track coach, she was always uh, fun to be around and, once again, welcoming and uh, set us up for success. I, I want to ask, how did those uh, people in your life, uh, well, like first who and then how did they help you get to where you are now? Yeah. Yeah. Like once again, like if I would not have enjoyed those first few weeks of cross country, enjoyed, uh, you know, I was planning on just doing cross country. I was, you know, three sports, you know, that may be a little intimidating. So I was going to be like, I'll do cross country and then I'll do basketball and then I'll just keep the springs off and free and everything. So, uh, you know, after uh, I got a little bit of success, uh, my freshman year, they're like, okay, you're like you're you're gonna you're on the track team. Like, there's no there's no uh, debating this or anything. Like, we need you out here. Uh, you can be really good. So just that push from them, and you know, they really worked with me with everything. I knew. Uh, I remember showing up my first day. They're like, go run an 800 uh, to warm up, and I'm like, an 800, like 800 what? Like, what does that even mean? Like, and so they 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 uh, were able to teach me uh, how how long the track is for one lap around and. And they taught me uh, how to move my hands when I run and all sorts of stuff that just seems so basic, but they were able to uh, spend the time to work with me and everything. And, and obviously it worked and uh, developed into uh, a pretty uh, successful time. You just mentioned the successful time. I want to get into some of your accomplishments now at UND. Um, 
national qualifier, and I know you have several Great Lakes Valley Conference honors. What's it been like being so successful and what's next? Yeah, so I mean, uh, coming into my freshman year, uh, my freshman year really wasn't anything special, you know. I, uh, you know, came in, I could barely, I think I broke two minutes in the 800 once, which is, I, I did that once in high school as well. So, you know, was I wasn't improved. I didn't set any PRs my freshman year. And, you know, I was just, I was just glad to be a part of a collegiate team and just kind of, you know, ride with everybody and travel. And, uh, you know, I didn't have any kind of goals to like break any records or win any races or anything. Cause that's definitely not what I was doing. And then the next year, like, obviously, I was training hard over uh, summer and uh, especially winter break to come back for the next track season. And it was kind of a lot of the same old, same old, like running uh, just about the same times and that kind of thing. And then uh, I was able to travel to uh, Grand Valley State University in Michigan. And they have it's a 300 meter track. So it's a little bigger than what we race at UND. And, you know, I, I kind of had a breakout race where I cut uh, four seconds off of my 800 time. Uh, just being in a good field, uh, that atmosphere was really great. And then from there, I was able to replicate that time at our conference meet, which was good enough for uh, third place, which is a conference medal. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, now, like, uh, yeah, after my sophomore year, after that breakout race, so I, like, set a goal. I was like, I want to win one conference medal sometime in my career. Like, if I can, if, like, my senior year, my last race, I win a, one conference medal, like, I'll be happy. And, you know, I would have never expected to be, you know, breaking school records by so much. And, uh, you know, I would never have expected to go to nationals, let alone be like the fifth seed coming in and everything. So, you know, it's definitely progressed a lot, especially this season. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a fun journey so far, but, you know, the job's not done and getting ready for nationals in a week and uh, on from uh, on from there to outdoor and everything else. That's awesome. Ben, uh, I, I want to ask that 800, obviously you broke the school record at Monrovia in the 800 and the four by eight at UND you've gone on and you have a school record for indoor DMR and for that indoor 800. I guess I want to know what's going through your head on a, like when you're going that fast on, for an 800 meter run and like, what's that mentality like? Yeah, so I guess I can kind of break it down uh, race by race. So first, the uh, uh, 800 meter at Monrovia. So I, uh, my freshman and sophomore years, I was like, I'm a miler and I'm a two miler. Like, I'm not, I'm not good for those short distances or anything. I'd always ran the four by eight. And uh, we got to a meet against Cardinal Ritter, which is like our big rivals and everything. And uh, the four by eight, uh, we heard that their guys team was going to pace the girls team that they weren't even going to bother racing against us. So I kind of like, I, I kind of took that personally or whatever. So I went out and cut, I was like, I cut like six seconds off of my 800 PR going from like 206 to two flat. And then I finished and coach Haggerty was like, well, like you're an 800 now, like you want to go break the school record. And so, uh, we took a few more weeks of just running, uh, miles, two miles and, uh, the four by eight. And then uh, senior night that year, we tried for the record. I think I ran like 201 or 202. So I was off of it a little bit and then uh, was able to win sectionals that year, which is also pretty exciting and uh, advanced the regionals, which was a very talented field. And they were able to pull me through. I think the first lap was like a 400 PR. And then I had to just come back with another fast 400 and I was able to 
break the school record there. So, you know, that was a very fun experience. And the next one would be the four by eight. Obviously host Andrew Willett here was a part of that. It was a lot of fun. This one, uh, you know, this was probably the most fun to chase because we were so close, so many races. I know, uh, see so our conference that year, I want to say we were like a second and a half off the school record. So we're like, man, we're so close. We're like, but we still got two more chances. So then we went to the county meet that year and we finished like 0. 0.07 seconds off the school record. I was like, oh, that, that, that's just like a lean at the line would have gotten it. And then sort of like, okay, like we've got one more chance. And I believe that, yeah, this is my senior year. So, you know, this, this was it. So, and then we were, we smashed the school record. I want to, I don't remember exactly, maybe like three, three and a half, four seconds or something like that. But, you know, it was really big. We had huge legs from uh, Andrew and then uh, Patrick Miller and Jordan Goodman really stepped up. And those were really the difference makers in order for us to get that record. Let's see here. Then, um, yeah, so after my sophomore year at UND, uh, I had ran a pretty good 800 time. And so how they do it in college, if you run on a small track, they'll convert the time to a big track time based off of like just sharp turns and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting, but my converted time uh, actually like beat the school record, but it like doesn't count and all that stuff. It's kind of complicated, but so I knew I had it in me to uh, be able to do that. And then after I opened up the season at a Grand Valley in a mile, it was like a, I don't know, 13 second PR. I was like, okay, like that gave me all the confidence in the world to like go out and just smash the 800. So I beat it by uh, like almost two seconds. And, you know, it's kind of, uh, I wasn't in a fast heat just because I haven't ran those times before. So uh, I was able to win my heat and then just finish. Obviously, like there's no crowd, no fans, like nobody knows like what I just did or whatever, which is which is fine. So I was kind of fun just like finishing and like, wow, like I just beat that by a lot. <laughs> so and then just go and do my cool down and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. And then, um, yeah, the next day we uh, we assembled a, a distance medley relay team. So somebody runs a twelve hundred and then a four hundred and eight hundred and a sixteen hundred uh, all combined uh at the same time or whatever for a relay and you know we knew we had the talent uh 10 15 was the school record so we're like okay like we're going for 10 15 like if we can run we all have you know really good days i think we can beat it is what we were kind of going for and then i ran a uh, three minute 1200 leg to start us off and then we had a 48 uh something 400 leg next then our 800 leg ran like a 156 or 157 and then our 1600 meter leg ran like a 414, 413. And like we all just had crazy fast days all at the same time. So that was a lot of fun. We smashed the school record by 15 seconds. You know, we were, I want to say we were like 11th or 12th in the nation at that time. And, you know, it was just exceeding expectations. And, you know, it was fun to be with uh, Alex Brown, uh, Devin Whitaker, and Jacob Stam were the other three on that team. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a lot more fun to share that moment with those guys, you know, even without a crowd, uh, it was a lot more fun to, you know, race around cheering them on that day versus just uh, doing it by myself the day before. So like, what, what is your goal now? Are you happy with those times or what is that last goal? <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard where like, you know, a few months ago, I just wanted to win one conference medal. And now I'm like, well, like, okay, like, yeah, like I should now it's kind of like expected to like, not only just get a conference medal, but to win every time now. Then it's like, yeah, what goes on from here? So 
you know, I guess uh, starting with this week uh, to uh, get an All-American trophy, which is uh, top eight. So basically, if I can get past prelims, eight will make it to finals. And, you know, if you make it to finals, you're an All-American. So I just got to treat the preliminary round as the finals. And if I get to the finals, then that's great. And, you know, no pressure from there. And then, yeah, I mean, out, I mean, I guess from here, the goal is to win a national championship. I mean, I don't really know what else there is to do, but uh, obviously I'll try to bump up to break the mile school record. That'd be pretty cool next year. I think it was like five seconds off that, but I believe I have more to give. And then outdoor 800 is something I can get hopefully this year. And then outdoor, outdoor 1500 is, is a pretty fast time, but uh, that's something that I can set my eyes forward to and uh, try to uh, train to hit that. That's awesome, Ben. I've got a few questions. First one, you mentioned the fans. Uh, probably an underrated aspect to indoor trash. A lot of people can be in one place at once, but obviously with COVID, not the case. What's it been like without having all those fans? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, it doesn't even seem like a meet, almost. Like, it's just, it's almost just like your time trialing teammates or something like that. But yeah, for me, like, you know, warming up is like so weird. Like, like for one, we have all this space to warm up with. We don't have all these crowds and uh, team camps in the way. So, you know, that's kind of different, but it's just quiet getting up to the line. And, uh, but then once I start the race, I feel like I don't even notice, like I'm so just like zoned in and focused on the race. So for that aspect, you know, it's kind of different, but then, but then I go back and think about how much I appreciate like the fans cheering me on and uh, words of encouragement during races. And I think about that as like, yeah, like I, I would kind of like that again, but uh, yeah, it's, and then finishing races and you just go and, you know, grab your stuff and do a cool down and that's about it. But yeah, I'm excited to have fans back, obviously uh, excited to have my family back there and all my teammates uh, gathered around the track and everything. So I uh, can't wait for that day for sure. Absolutely. And I, I also, uh, want, want to get into a little bit. You, you've gone through some injuries, uh, for sh no doubt. Like you mentioned Everstein, a lot of pain right there. Um, yeah. so I, I guess if you want to break down uh, your injury history and then like, just how, how is your body doing right now? Yeah. So I guess I've been lucky in the sense that I've haven't had any major injuries that have set me out for extended periods of time. I know stress fractures and stress reactions are really common on my teammates, you know, you know, we just had another one show up in a boot out for a month. So I guess I am very lucky that never had those problems. But, you know, in high school, I had some shin problems, had some knee problems. Um, I had like bronchitis and pneumonia during one track season at the same time. So I think, yeah, my sophomore and senior seasons, it seems like I didn't even practice. I'd basically go out there to do races. And then like, that was about it. Just, just whatever my body could handle and stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, my co uh, college, I, I had to sit out one meet my freshman year. I think it was like the first cross country meet I ever had to sit out because of some back pain. And, you know, I don't even know what the cause of it was, but I just, I just couldn't handle it. And then, I don't know, I had some knee pain, but yeah, really nothing major. I just had to sit out the one meet and sit out some practices here or there. But, you know, I feel like I train almost like train even harder when I'm injured doing like rehab and biking and swimming just uh, uh, not getting that impact, but still trying to get the cardio and training in. 
Last thing I have for you personally, it's a little bit off topic as far as running goes, but Andrew told me we have to talk about it. And uh, that's Andrew said you collect trading cards and it's a booming hobby right now. So do you have a story or two that's really cool that you could tell? Yeah, you know, I haven't been too much into like buying them recently, but uh, growing up, you know, that was always my gifts uh, for Christmas, birthdays, everything was trading cards. And uh, I'd go with my family like flea markets and kind of like buy them in bulk and stuff like that. And, you know, I think I have like 30,000 or something in my house. And they're all like sorted by team and different binders by league and everything. And you know, enjoy, you know, collecting and trying to get like my favorite players and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, recently uh, I kind of found out that you can like send them to the, the, who the card is of and they'll like sign it for you and send it back in the mail. As long as you like send an envelope and a stamp back for them and everything. So that's been a lot of fun. You know, I've gotten some really high profile, you know, big Celtics guys. I got uh, Dave Cowens and uh, uh, Bob Cousy. I got them. Uh, I, got, I got Shaquille O'Neal back. That was definitely a big one. Uh, Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, just personally, that one was a pretty cool one to get back. But, yeah, you know, just send it to them. They'll sign it and send it back. So, yeah, that's been – I'm always excited when I get the, the uh, envelopes back in my handwriting addressed to myself. I know it's something pretty cool. So, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I enjoy that. Uh, what's one that you're probably still waiting on? Ooh, uh, I'll have to go back and look, but um, uh, surprisingly, I've had a high return rate, even with some of the current players. Like, I was surprised to get Rudy Gobert back during the initial uh, COVID uh, situation and everything. But, uh, I mean, the big one I can think of right now is, like, Mark Eaton, the big 7-4 center for the Jazz. Uh, I don't know. That's the only one that comes to mind right now. And then uh, last question for me, I got to ask about, you mentioned a, a school project where you're kind of doing a research study. Uh, how's that going? Yeah. So uh, for the honors college here at UND, uh, you get to have a, uh, a research study and, you know, it's pretty in depth. I've been doing a lot of work for it already and it hasn't even started or anything, but yeah, uh, it's, you get funding for it. So, you know, I want to take advantage of that funding for sure. So I'm, uh, testing uh, the advantage from some new Nike shoes, uh, in particular the Alpha Flies that Ilya Kipchoge ran the sub two-hour marathon in. And so there's been studies on these shoes before, but they've all uh, taken place on treadmills. So we want to uh, make this study more about a real running environment where uh, we'll be having trials on the indoor track, and uh, we have a little vest that people wear uh, to measure uh, VO2 and you know, oxygen consumption, all sorts of fancy kinesiology stuff. And we're uh, yeah, going to get a lot of biological measures and see to what extent those shoes really help and you know, try to answer that for a lot of the people that are spending $300 on these shoes, see how much it really is going to help them. That's awesome. And Jonah, do you know what time it is? 60 second speed round time, if I'm right. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I've got the timer. This is our 60 second speed round brought to you by Endeavor Communications. Jonah's got the questions. I'll take the timer. All right. First question uh, Favorite place to eat in downtown Indy? Downtown Indy, uh, Five Guys, Burgers and Fries, for sure. All right. If you were given a million dollars, what would be your first purchase? 
Oh man, speed round. I got to think fast. Um, uh, all right, let's go with the house. That'd be cool. All right. Uh, if you had to pick a superpower, what would it be? Uh, obviously, uh, the flash ability to run faster. Uh, what's the best piece of the brownie, the corner edge or middle? Um, the, the middle where it's nice and soft. All right. Uh, what's your favorite uh, sport outside of running? Uh, basketball. I really like to play basketball. Uh, I would ask you favorite pro sports team, but I see the Pacers stuff in the background. So we'll go to favorite all-time pro athlete. Um, Craig Ingles is pretty cool. Uh, he's a middle distance runner right now. He's uh, He does some cool stuff. Uh, do you have a favorite movie? Um, I just wrote this down for something. I said click. I thought it was pretty good. All right. And then a favorite TV series? One more before we finish. The Office. Yeah, for sure. Love to hear it. What a Andrew's favorite answer. too. <laughs> yep. Spot on. And that'll do it then for the 60 second speed round. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I look forward to listening to it. And the last thing we got to know, uh, obviously nationals this weekend, what time are you running? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know uh, how if this race is going to be tactical, if it's going to be fast, but, you know, it'd be pretty cool to get a four in there. It's a 149, something like that. Break the 150 mark, you know, no promises, but, you know, that'd be, that'd be pretty darn cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Best of luck to you this weekend, Ben. And thank you so much for joining us on Small Town Sports Talk, brought to you by Endeavor Communications. For all of our listeners, you can catch our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. I'm Andrew Willett with Jonah Freeman, and this time, Ben Nagel. That's S2 Sports.